Hey love, you're listening to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. Each week, I'm recharging you with tips and engaging conversations, reminding us that finding luxury in our lives begins with taking care of the most important thing, Y-O-U. It takes persistence and spunk to be successful, but instead of living to work, let's work to live. You up for it? My answer is a clangorous, vociferous yes. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Ready to party. And for one moment, you get this amazing gift. (laughs) Keep swimming, just keep swimming. What, like it's hard? If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Hi, gang, and welcome back to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia, my lovely, lovely listeners. I'm excited to be back in my hometown, back in Lancaster, after so much travel, long, long week with my work, and and, and then an additional long work week with travel the following week. So I hope you really enjoyed my first guest of 2024, John R. Miles. He was such a lovely guest to have on the show if you didn't listen to the episode yet. His book, Passion Struck, actually comes out today, February 6th, when the show is being launched, this episode is being launched. So definitely go ahead and make sure to buy that book where you buy books or on Amazon. I definitely put my pre-order in. So I can't wait to get the book and don't forget to do all the extra goodies too, because he has all of the quizzes and different things like that, that are additional ads once you buy the book itself. So he was such a treat to have. I really enjoyed that conversation. I didn't get any voice memos or questions on the side, but remember you can still send those in. Friendly reminder, we are now opening up the lines. It's something that I would love to direct you to do, where you can actually go to listen to the show. If you go into the show notes, if you're listening to me on Apple Podcast or on Spotify, there's a link that says you can leave a voicemail for the show and it's going to bring you to the Anchor webpage, which is now owned by Spotify. So it'll bring you to the Spotify webpage and then just click record. And it's something that I'm able to listen to on the app that I basically upload everything for the show. And I'd love to hear feedback if you want to talk about um, passion struck or questions you had about that, if something comes up from the past episodes or anything new that you would like to hear more of or comments you may have. Hopefully they're positive ones, but (laughs) any comments you have, constructive feedback for the show, whatever may be. um, And then just be sure to let me know if you would like to be anonymous or you want to uh, share who you are with the public because I may be actually putting your voicemail on the actual show itself. So just a heads up for that fun new feature that we have going on. A couple people had used it in the past that I had uh, you know, talked about during the show, but I never got a chance to really actually implement that. So I'm excited to have that as a part of our new 2024 rebranding. In addition, going down on the trip just kind of brought up a lot of thought processes for me. And I had said on the episode with John that I didn't think that my job was my passion anymore. And for most of us that are living a traditional lifestyle, I even brought that up to my little brother. And my little brother said, like, isn't as many, like, actually is your job ever like your passion? I feel like passion is such a strong word 
And usually your job isn't your passion. It's a lot of who we define ourselves to be, but it's not necessarily our passion. So what is passion, right? And of course, I had that long, busy work week with all these events happening in Lancaster. And then I go down for my summit for work. And what is the theme? Passion has power. So I kind of stole that and I'm, I'm reusing it here on the podcast today. But it's, it is really true. Passion does have power because when we're passionate about something, it makes us want to do better. It makes us lean in. It makes us take risks and it makes us push through the good, the bad, the ugly to get to that bright shining light at the end of the tunnel. So passion really does have power and it made me think about it in so many different ways aspects. We had the absolute pleasure of having a guest speaker at the summit. And lo and behold, he is a New York best time seller. Definitely probably too big for me to ever get on this show, but maybe one day. And he wrote the book Unreasonable Hospitality. And his name is Will Gadara. It was really cool because there are certain things he said the minute that he began talking. I opened up my notebook out of a room full of 250, 300 people and just started note-taking as if he was dictating to me specifically. He said so many wonderful things. Um, Adversity is a terrible thing to waste. What would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? He said so many ideas that happened during his time as the GM at 11 Madison Park restaurant, going from being the top 50 restaurants at number 50, all the way up to number one and how he kind of got there. He really talked a lot about when you're in a company, if you're at the very top, you have all the authority, but none of the insight. And if you're really at the bottom of the company, you get all the insight, but you have none of the authority. As I sat there and really listened to him, I really understood so many things about my job that I kind of have taken for granted and about my life and about how we've grown and we've evolved. And I really thought back about myself, like so many things about my career and performance of how I put myself in a box thinking like, how can I make you believe that I'm supposed to be cast as this character in the role? And, and like thinking of this, like this is the size that I, and the box that I should fit into for this role. And instead not realizing that maybe one size doesn't fit all, one size fits one. And if I would have just led with being myself and seen if that was maybe an idea they could have used for that role, that it could have stuck if it was just the right fit. I think we take ourselves so seriously in life and sometimes we just need to be reminded not to do so. Don't take it seriously. Don't take it personally. And just kind of navigating what is the best for you as we prepare and lead and prepare. One of the biggest things that I took away that he gave us to do as an exercise and to think about this in so many aspects of my life is all the things that I'm doing. So when I say I'm busy and I'm doing so many things, write all of them down, working on the house, the job, the side hustle, this one, that one, the other one, you know, all those things, hanging out with your friends, writing down that. If you really take it down, I talked about trimming the fat in my life back in my 20s. 
And I just saw a good friend of mine who knew me in my high, mid, roaring 20s and that energy of who I was. And now this refined version of myself approaching 36. And I, I explained to him, I said, one of the biggest things that I really took away from this seminar is listing all these things. What's everything that you're doing? And then let's prioritize it one through, let's say, 15. Here's the craziest part of it all. He said, stop doing the t- bottom 25%. It's not a sign of weakness to do less. What's not serving you? It's all the things I talk about when I'm teaching in my yoga classes. If it's not serving you, why are we fixating so much time on it? And I even talked to this friend of mine today. I talked about friendships that have fizzled out and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, when we're in our 20s, we just think that like you have all these close, close, close friends. There's like 50 of them. That is unsustainable. You can't have 50 friends that you know the ins and outs of the day-to-day of their life, right? You can't have people that you're that close with. You can have best friends. You can have friends. And then you can have people you're associated with. And it's just how it is. And that's going to change throughout life. It's going to change throughout job opportunities. It's going to change throughout as your priorities grow and shift. And just different circles of people that you're you know, spending your time with. So as I, you know, talked about trimming the fat in the back, now we got to trim the fat in what we do for jobs, how we do them, what's the most important thing, what, what should we be focusing our time on, what are we wasting too much time on, and just really find ways to take moments, not only in our jobs, but to step back in life and to see the return on investment. We don't want to take it for granted if you want to be the best. So what are things that we need to trim? What are things that we need to cut back? So then that way we have power in our passion. Another activity that he suggested that I truly, truly loved is when you're fighting with someone and you're fighting about something that you're so passionate about, and this is an exercise that I cannot wait to do with Douglas, like if we're in an argument or something like that, but fighting in a passion with someone, and then what happens if you turn it around and you say, okay, let's argue opposite sides. It's I know it's easier said than done. It's probably easier if you're the observer and telling people to switch, but it's a little role reversal. And what we realize in this moment of role reversal is either we see the other person's side or we realize that at the end of the day, we're going to argue just as hard because everybody wants to be right. It helps us understand their side, see what truly matters to them because we all just want to be right. But then it's going to help us navigate the conversation of how can we come to a compromise Many sports events, you know that they always watch the tapes when they do something wrong, when they lose a game, when they're preparing. But the funny thing is, is we don't watch the tapes when we're doing something right. We always push to the negative. We always sit on the ways we've failed. Instead of embracing and celebrating the good, instead of embracing and celebrating the successes, it's like we're right back to those moments of knocking ourselves down when we are doing it wrong. We really, really, really have to be intention-driven with all of our intuition. We really have to think about what is important when it comes to growing and evolving and really looking back at the small little steps that we've made 
instead of the leaps and bounds or comparing ourselves to how others are progressing, right? So one of the biggest things that he talks about, obviously, this is all about unreasonable hospitality. So he talks about going above and beyond. Um, one of the biggest things and the, my favorite quote that he said of the whole day is by Milo Angelo, and it's people will forget what you say, but they won't forget how you made them feel. And that's always been my goal with a podcast. I feel like none of you will remember many things I say. Maybe you take little nuggets here and there. But I hope that you feel inspired and excited and ignited and like this is a safe space for you to come to and feel like it's a consistent place for you to just relax into your week or add into part of your routine. I hope I am that lending ear for you because that's that's why I want to be here. I want you to remember how you feel after you listen to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I want you to remember how you feel after something I've said um, or you've implemented it and it works out for you. So the biggest thing that I wanted to say, I'm going to let go of all of that now, but I really wanted to come back to that word passion and just relish in it because it. I can't believe I said, you know, I'm not that passionate about my job and there I am. And I'm like, okay, fuck you universe. Like, of course it's the passion has power and it, it truly does. But to be there among all these people, to see the money that work has. And again, I, I don't talk about my job in specifics because I don't want it to own my podcast the minute I mention it. Unfortunately, it will um, be part of basically they, they, they have ownership of it. So I don't and I will never mention it on here. But what I have really loved about it is all these perks of the job. And the summit was one of them, of course, to be able to go down to Florida in the middle of January to see some of my friends in Orlando to follow for a day or two and to catch up with them. But more than anything, to just see what I've grown into, having a successful career in musical theater to a, to a degree, to an extent, and never quite doing the Broadway scene, but doing Broadway tours, doing cruise ships, doing regional work, and so on. I felt proud of that resume. You know, there was a time where I was excited to hand it over and say, like, this is what I've done. And now I'm getting to the point where I'm looking at my traditional lifestyle and what I've built from like Lululemon to being a sales rep to now being in marketing with one of the largest portfolios in the world. Like, I am like, I'm able to say, like, look what I'm doing. Look, look how I am, am doing. And I'm able to look at myself in the mirror and be proud of who I've become. Be proud of the work that I put in. Be proud to look back and see my personal growth. And knowing that word, passion, I was like, you know what? I am passionate though. I'm passionate because I enjoy what I do. I enjoy my team. I'm in this room with the best-selling author of a book as our guest speaker. How incredible is that? Um, we're staying in this gorgeous hotel with beachfront property and a gorgeous view of the ocean of Hollywood Beach. Like, how lucky am I right now? You know, every time we go out to eat, my friends always think my job isn't real. They're like, this job is so cool. So I really do enjoy that. And I enjoy the consistent paycheck. And I worked hard to do that. So then I have 
weekends like this coming up where I'm, you know, going to be part of Dance Moms again and a Dance Moms filming. And I have a bunch of dance competitions I'm judging for this year and teaching my yoga classes and my aerial classes and this podcast. Like those are my passions, but I'm able to do them because I have steady flow of income with my job. And I'm very grateful for that. So I haven't rejoiced enough in the fact that I'm able to do these extracurricular activities and not be stressing about them and stressing about the amount of money I'm making on them because my main stream of income is coming from the job I'm employed with. As I sat there with my friend that I haven't seen since like my mid-20s, I saw him briefly when we got to see my girlfriend make her Broadway debut as the swing um, and eventually she moved up to the lead um, in Pretty Women and my maid of honor, Jessica Crouch. That was the last time I saw him and I didn't even realize that. But before that, I hadn't seen him probably since like 2016, maybe maybe 15. And it was really refreshing because we talked a lot this evening, as I did with all my friends down at Disney. But to differentiate the conversations, we'll talk about tonight first. As I talked to him this evening, it was just really eye-opening that I realized, like, my, we've grown. You know, I remember wa- I would love to walk into a room as an actor now and see how I would audition, whereas before, like I said, I really would walk into a room and be like, I want you to see that I would be perfect for this role. And if I just sing this song and dress this way, you're going you're gonna to see it too. Not in a way that makes me sound desperate, but in a way, maybe yes. And nowadays, I think I'd walk in a room a little bit more casual, a little bit more relaxed, not have that like bloody hunger sweat on my breath the minute I walked in the door, like on the hunt. And more or less just lean into this is who I am. I hope you love it. If I'm not right for the, you know, the puzzle that you're creating, then that's great. And it's not going to ruin my day leaving here and not getting a call back. It's wild. It's wild how we grow up. And, and you know, Douglas is in a situation right now, too, where there's an opportunity. And I sat with him and I said, for the first time, I just want to talk to you about negotiating for a job. When I look at a job, I always look at what are the requirements. If you are already hitting, let's say there's eight of them, let's say seven out of eight you already have, or let's say you have eight out of eight, immediately when you get that offer, you can tell them, I already meet all your qualifications. So this is already a lateral move for me. Meaning, however you want to coin that. Meaning that you're already worth more because usually you're overqualified if you already meet the qualifications. You should always have some of them in there that aren't there. So a lot of us are afraid to apply for these jobs that maybe we only have five out of eight of the qualifications or four out of eight of the qualifications, but those are the jobs you should be applying for. Those are the ones you should be striving for because when you get them, you're moving up. And if you already have all of those requirements, then you are making a quote unquote lateral move because you already have that skill set. So in that scenario is the moment where you can definitely ask for more money because here's the sad truth and the scary truth. Four things can happen in that scenario, but I can tell you the one that everyone's afraid of is not the one that's going to happen. Do you know what that is? 
Of course you do. The one that everybody is afraid of to ask for more money, to ask to negotiate, the number one thing is they think that immediately the person on the other end of the phone that's giving you the offer is going to say, I can't believe you asked for that. We're retracting the offer. Goodbye. It's not going to happen. They already offered you the job. They already want you. Now you're in a position to ask for more. So the other scenarios that will happen, one, there's not enough money in the budget. We can talk later about a possible raise before a year. Two, this is all we have in the budget. So those are both the negative ones, right? Three, we can't give you that much, but we can meet you halfway. And four, sure, we can do that. Let me call somebody. Let me double check. And then they'll come back to you with that. More times than not, guys, I kid you not, I have been given the last one. Not even the meet you in the middle, the last one. What I asked for is what I got. Isn't that wild? And we're so afraid to ask sometimes. So remember that you are worth what you're worth, right? Don't ask for something outlandish. If you are four out of those eight qualifications, don't say that you're worth a crazy amount of money more and expect them to meet you at that. I mean, hell, maybe they will. It can't hurt to ask. But when you really feel like you're perfect for a job, you get the job, you get the offer. I do believe that if you ask for that, you'd be pleasantly surprised to see if they'll actually match you there or at least meet you in the middle. It's very rare that they say we don't have it in the budget. It's I think that happened to me once in a theater job at a non-equity house. Uh, more more often than not, I got the I got at least in the middle, but more the most honestly out of all, which is wild to think because we think, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to ask for more. They're going to tell me I'm crazy and hang up on me. It's usually the last one. You ask for it, they talk it over, and then they come back and say, yep, we can do that. It's so crazy. So don't be afraid to ask for what you're worth when it comes to the jobs and stuff too. But we just, we talked about all that, about just owning our power and owning our space that we have created and just feeling so grounded in our work. I had... A beautiful client of mine come in to aerial yoga last Saturday, and I won't mention who it is, but I hadn't seen her in a while, and she had started a new job, and I was super thrilled for her and excited that, you know, she seemed really happy, but she's trying to get back into the groove of, uh, you know, coming to the gym again and being a part of our community. She said something to me that like, I think is going to stick with me the rest of my life and I'm going to get emotional about it. And I didn't even think that, I didn't even think I came off this way. I know I work really hard at being a voice that is calming and soothing for others, being a voice of reason, being a voice of inspiration, um, being an instructor as I am. I don't realize the effect that it has on others. And I, and I wanted to have like a touch, like I wanted to touch their energy, but I didn't, sometimes I don't realize the weight of my energy to others. And she said something so beautiful. And she said, my goal in life is to be as grounded as you are every day. What? Me grounded? <laughs> like I was like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I was floored and 
it brought me to tears and I was like, wow, like I'm really passionate about all the different things that I do. And I feel sometimes like I'm all over the place, but I've found such a beautiful way of making that work for me, understanding the timeline of what I can do in certain allotted times, how I sprinkle all the different activities I have going on and somehow make time to get all of them done on their deadlines and still have this calm sense about me when I am around certain people, especially my yoga friends. And I really feel like that's the energy that I want to be at all times. And for the past month, two months, I want to say I have had a lot of that energy. I have been very calm, very um, grounded in my own choices in what I am doing and how I'm doing it. And I really took to heart what she said and how she said it to me. And it came from the most genuine place. I think a lot of times in life, we don't realize the effect that we have on others. Positive, negative, hard, scary, intimidating, loving, compassionate, a safe space. I know that's a buzzword, but you know, some type of safe space. I don't think we realize the effect that we have on others. And really when you show up in your most genuine, authentic self, when you let passion drive you, when it is in your power, if it's your number one superpower, people see it. You affect their day-to-day choices. You really can be a beaming light for someone. And we also don't think a lot about when we're striving for things, do your research for the people that you are striving to be like, put them in a place. If there's somebody that you can talk to every day, gravitate towards them, grab them, pull them in, have conversations with them, to ask them to coffee, whatever the case may be, but understand completely what the research is of like, if you want to accomplish something and you have a peer or somebody in your universe or not, of, and they've already accomplished the things that you're striving for, study them. How did they do that? You know, what, what was their process like? If it's a book that you need to read, if it's um, someone you can take out for coffee that you know, don't be afraid to like really invest and like see those people. How did you get there? Because doing that research is crazy because I want to return this, switch it around, and I want you to know that you are somebody else's person. To someone else, what I do with the podcast or yoga or my what, what my job is or how the work that I'm doing at my house, the marriage that I'm in, like somebody out there looks at to me. And looks at me as like, I want to accomplish those things. Or she seems like she has it figured out. Or my goal is to be as grounded as you are every day. Whatever that is, you are that. I want you to know that for somebody out there, somebody in your inner circle or work or something, somebody is looking at you thinking you're you're nailing life. It's crazy. So on your darkest day, I want you to remember that. You have to remember that somebody is out there watching you, inspired by you. Lastly, I'm not going to give you a, um, 
I'm not going to give you a meditation today, but I do want to read you what I wrote on my Instagram. You can go to my Instagram. It is my personal rumor in St. Petersburg. If you're not following it, it's a picture of me on the beach. I was doing some yoga. It's a real, but I want to read you what I wrote because I normally write things out for my themes for yoga for the week. And since I didn't teach last week because I was traveling, I'm definitely using it as my theme this week. So I don't want you to feel like you need to um, stop and pause, but maybe if you do have a moment to just close your eyes for a second. I know some of the stuff I've said, but I just want you to go with me on this journey. I've admitted last year wasn't one of my favorites. A lot had to do with our pregnancy journey and the lack of success. I was devastated in such a different way of coping with a loss I never thought would be an issue. The thing I spent most of my adult life trying to avoid until the perfect moment proved to have a different plan in store for me and wasn't going to be as easy as I always assumed it would be. But like all things, we have to pick ourselves up and still keep going. Not just with a pregnancy journey, but with anything we're attempting in 2024. We have to believe we can. We have to imagine the impossible. We have to vocalize our most audacious goals. Because without them, we stand still. Trying to perfect things so much instead of simply starting the journey and seeing all the wonderful things that could happen along the way, being open to what can be, not what we think should be. It's exhausting trying to control the world or your cookie-cutter destiny that you think is perfect. It's so freeing and to relinquish that control and to push through the good the bad and the ugly, knowing that 60% of what I just said, 66%, is not good. Good, bad, and ugly. So today I just want to remind you that you're an incredible person in this world. You have a voice. You have a purpose. You're strong. And I see you. Keep on going. I hope that gave you a little push today, a little drive to feel the passion, to feel inspired, and to realize that passion has power. I love you all. Have an amazing rest of your day. Enjoy all things. Listen back on the episode. Don't forget to buy Passion Struck, the book. And finally, I will see you all next week. Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. If you are on Apple Podcast and have a brief moment to leave me a five-star rating and a review, it truly helps me grow the show organically. I love hearing from you. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the Universal film Anastasia, 
or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. If you would like to support this show, do not hesitate to reach out. Your small donation really helps me keep up the sustainability of each episode and all the marketing that goes into this show. Lastly, I just wanted to thank you so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in.